Welcome to the Master of Unlocking's Game of the Year 2020 shit show extravaganza palooza. I don't even know what we are now. It's That's pretty good. I, I like know. that. Can you repeat that? Hello and welcome to the Master of Unlocking's Game of the Year 2020 shit show extravaganza palooza. I think you did it. Yeah, you did it. That's pretty good. I know. Great. All right. I couldn't. I, I didn't plan that at all. So we're good to go. All right. Uh, we are going to start by calling our list of forty-one down to something that we would consider the actual contenders for game of the year. Uh, so I did not introduce myself because we are not doing a video podcast today because it's just too hard to do it all with everybody in a room. I'm Logan. Cross from me, Jason. Hello. Good morning. Yes, morning. It is morning. morning. We will work into the afternoon until the game of the year is crowned. Well, we might take a break to eat lunch. Oh, sure. Okay. Fine. Okay. Caleb, are you are you down for a lunch break? It is technically morning still. <laughs> it is morning in the central time zone. <laughs> Not by much, but we are going to go. So, all right. Do we want to start by rattling off the list of the 41 games? And I think we might even have a couple of substitutes based on our last podcast where we may have added and made eligible Mortal Kombat Aftermath and Kingdom Hearts Remind. Do we want to go ahead and nominate two games to go off of the list first to add those? Or the games that we dislike enough on this list? Because we did that last no, week. No, we already did that, didn't we? Did, didn't we, did I, did we? Is Ultimate on here MK? Because technically, Logan, it would be MK Ultimate. I think we did that last I week. I see Remind. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we yeah, did that. I'm they are on mind. there. No, okay. that's fine. All right. Yep. All right. It's been I may a have just done week. it while you guys were talking it's about it. Been, <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a long week. All right. Well, we're going to go through these uh, alphabetically. We are going to go 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Because, Wait, should we uh, yeah. Should we like split up the, the list so that somebody doesn't have to just... Yeah, I'll go through the first 13. Okay. I think that's 13 times 4. I close enough. remember right. It's close 41. Okay. All right. 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Astro's Playroom, Bug Snacks, Call of Duty, colon, Black Ops, colon, Cold War, <laughs> Carry On, Cyberpunk 2077, the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope, Deadly Premonition 2, Death Come True, Demon Souls, and Doom Eternal. Caleb, take it from there. Uh, Dota Underlords, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Gears Tactics, Ghost of Tsushima, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout, Hades, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, uh, Mafia Remastered, Maneater, Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Marvel's Avengers. That leads us to MLB The Show 20, Mortal Kombat 11, Ultimate Edition. Moving out, Murder by Numbers, NBA 2K21, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Paper Mario, colon, The Origami King, Resident Evil 3. Spirit Fairer, Streets of Rage 4, Tell Me Why, The Last of Us Part 2, Watch Underscore Dogs, colon, Legion, Wide Ocean Big Jacket, XCOM, Chimera Squad, and finally, number 41, Yakuza, Like a Dragon. 
All right. So in previous years, what we have done is we have each gone around and we will cut one from the list until we feel we can cut no more. Uh, and we will kind of at least give a reason why maybe that game should be cut, give it its proper due, and move on. I will start because I have one that I immediately would like to cut. Uh, that would be G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. That game is trash. Um, I don't even, it shouldn't even have made a list of 41 games, to be honest with you, but uh, I wish I had more fun in that, and I wish they made a really good G.I. Joe game. Okay. So that is all I have to say about that. Um, I will uh, move that down to underneath the list so that it's out of the way. Got it. Um, let me take a look real quick here. There are a lot of things that I could cut. <laughs> um, I am going to cut Hades. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to cut <laughs> the look Ooh, on James' boy. face right there was that, that was that was totally worth it. Hmm. Um, can we, as a group, uh, make a cut here? Because I think we m would probably all agree that we just need to cut Watch Dogs Legion. I was looking at that, too. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yep. I think we can agree to a group cut on that one. Um, Watch Dogs, does anybody want to say anything about the games as we cut them? Uh, I don't have much to say about Watch Dogs, to be honest. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast. Um, it was disappointing and underwhelming to the three of us. Uh, I really like Watch Dogs 2. A lot. Me too. Um, I actually like... I think I like Watch Dogs 1 more than I wa like Watch Dogs Legion. Which I is agree with that. weird. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Watch Dogs 1 is not a bad game. I think people look at, look at it on it or shit on it early. Let's put it this way. But I think that game as a whole is actually pretty good. Now, granted, Watch Dogs 2 is much better, yeah. but yeah. Watch Dogs 1 was not as bad as people think it was. It might have been just been a product of the hype. I think it might have been hyped up too much. I don't know. And it was also a cross-gen game, yeah. and I think that was part of it. Some of those games do suffer from being a cross-gen yeah. issue, and as Watch Dogs Legion is currently suffering from a cross-gen issue. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is just I was disappointed in the, the lack of narrative there. Oh, okay. And, and one of the things that I like most about games is uh, character development. And since you're not playing as a consistent character, they just can't do that. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's a fine open world game, but uh, none of us connected with it. So, yep. Okay. Jason, you got one? Mafia Remastered looks really nice. It is an old game that has been built from the ground up, but is still that game. Not a ton new about it. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it uh, more than I thought I would. Not too long. Um, and I miss L.A. Noir, and it certainly didn't fill that gap, but it was kind of in a setting that I enjoy. I enjoy gangster fiction. Uh, but that should go mainly because I'm the only one that played it, but also there are too many other games that should stay. Yeah, I, I still want to go back and play that at some point because I do really like 2, and I like 3 a lot too. I think you'd like it. it it's... It's just fine. Just fine. Okay. All right. That takes it over to me. I am going to throw out Moving Out. Uh, we played this, Caleb, you and I played this at PAX last year. Um, thought it would be a lot of fun to play. A little party game similar to Overcooked. Um, that game hits a wall at some point where it 
um, they put you in space and all and the amount of stuff that they throw at you makes it so difficult that it's not fun anymore. Mm. Um, so that kind of thing with a party game, especially uh, if you're playing with children, right? Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's designed to kind of even be that way. Yeah. Like, I've been playing Overcooked with my kids too here and there, and they get my six year old has a wall, obviously. Yeah, and but for the wall, the wall and moving out happens too early. Uh, it's it's one of those that it's just too hard too fast uh and because they put a they put the same star restriction on things like if you don't have enough stars you can't move on to the next area and and it's usually like a three star system so you get to a point where you're just completely stuck if you don't have somebody fully competent to handle some of the more so it's kind of like a you know not it's the demon souls of party games. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were past that analogy. I don't know. Um, no, it's uh, it's not that bad. But it it was just frustrating because you want a game to you want a game like that to be more fun and enjoyable. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like this just isn't fun. Or you know, give different difficulty modes or something so right. that it's like yeah, like we had fun with it for like the first hour, and then all of a sudden it was just like oh oh yeah, <laughs> I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna start at the very top of the list, and I'm gonna cut thirteen sentinels. Um, I thought that might make it a little farther. You know, there's probably worse games on this list than that, but I'm not going <laughs> to... We'll come for them. We'll get yeah. rid of them. What surprises me is that you took it off before Deadly Premonition 2. You know, those were the two I was kind of looking at to take off. Okay. Um, so we know what next round looks like. Yeah. You know what? I'll just do that right now. Um, oh, okay. We'll just... Why not? Yeah. Hey, sometimes... Because you, you, you've got some of those games that... Uh, multiples. Is this going to be like that, like the Christmas thing where like the kids have like more presents than the adults and so you have the kids <laughs> open do open two at a time when you're rotating around? That or we're going to have to write Caleb a really big check. Oh, right. man, you, you know what I mean? Do, to yeah, to I balance it out. You guys do Christmas way different than us. We always do one person at a time. Oh, well, everything, when you're, but. it's the small kids factor. That is the, even the, when we were small kids, we did really that. Yeah. God good for your family with the discipline. <laughs> Look at this oh, guy. Yeah. See, we just rotate everybody oh, one at a time. That sounds like when you grow up in an internment camp. <laughs> I, like, <guess. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, you have all your joy at once and then stop. Man, this is one of those things where I just never even thought about it and thought that's I just guess, how everybody did that's it. That's true. But. I guess you whatever your family <laughs> tradition is. That's what your family tradition is. And you've done it. So I would like to take MLB the show 20 off of the list. Okay. I, was surprised how much I enjoyed that game this year. It happened right when we all went home from work. And um, so I kind of needed to pick me up and baseball was canceled. And so I played a lot of the show to kind of fill the baseball gap. It still looks incredible. And I'm really excited to see next gen the show because if that looks as good as it does on a PlayStation 4 pro, then boy yeah um the sky is the limit also i'm really interested to see what cross-platform life is like uh for that um for that game going forward so uh it filled a nice gap for me we've talked about this a lot especially with you caleb like time and place in the year uh hit me in a sweet spot that i didn't anticipate but uh it should go i guess i should probably give 13 Sentinels and Deadly Premonition, their oh, eulogies. sorry, I yeah. Really yes, actually please feel do free that. to give them their Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, we... Uh, there, that, 13 Sentinels is uh, is a fantastic story. Um, 
I think it kind of suffers because you're bouncing around to different threads of the story at all times. You're going from one character to another and seeing a bit of their story and then moving on to somebody else. And I think that becomes confusing at a certain point, at least it did for me. Um, if I had the time, well, I did have the time, but if I if I had the willpower to go in and scour the the journal entries um, every time something unlocked, maybe that would have become clearer. But I thought it was a little bit muddled in the way that it it um, presented that. I think I did understand the the big the big overall or uh, the overarching storyline, so I get what the game was going for, and I like it a lot. Um, I just wish it was a little more clear in the details, uh, so that's why it's it's not going to make our list. And then Deadly Premonition 2, um, very similar to Deadly Premonition 1 in that I love the characters, and I think that Sweary does an incredible job of setting up locations, um, but the technical problems with that game and also the 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 level design going through the actual gameplay parts is a huge slog, even worse than the first game. Um, so I, I can't, <laughs> I wish that he would get a bigger budget at some point so he can make something that's technically good. Um, cause I mm-hmm. think, I think his ideas are all always great, but he just, he can't execute a game to save his Sometimes, life. <laughs> I the missing was really good. Yeah. I liked that one yeah. A lot. It I was, thought. I think that's much smaller in scope. Uh, true, so, a much smaller scope game. Yeah, like yeah, you're not gonna do an open world game right. from swearing. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, I think that comes back to me then, doesn't it? Uh, oh gosh, this is getting harder already. Um, I'll take out Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. <laughs> um, that's what I thought you were coming for. Yeah, I saw I saw the targets set in on it. Oh no, <laughs> I guess yeah, I did click it. Yeah, so. Um, that game is a moderate celebration of the music of that game. I think they could have done better. Um, I, the I music what, is like top three parts of Kingdom Hearts, right? Right. I, I mean, in all, re- I would, yeah, I was going to even say top two. Yeah. Um, it's definitely one of the best parts of that game and you know entire what do you call that universe um but uh it lacked a lot of umph especially with they they spent a lot of time in everything up to three and then they kind of phoned it in with everything from kingdom hearts three which has a lot of excellent music and that's pretty sad that they kind of phoned it in with that um so Anyway, yeah, I, I don't have much else to say about that. Um, Wide Ocean Big Jacket can come off the list, um, even though I think it's the best name of a game. On this That's list. true. It sounds like it's a cake um, song. <laughs> Short skirt, long jacket. Yeah. Uh, do you guys, do you guys have any idea what this is? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I would, I would like you guys to guess what this game is based on nothing but the title. <laughs> I think it is about a shark who lost his coat years ago <laughs> and he is looking the ocean for this coat. But when he finally finds it, it's a coming, it's a coming of age story. He finally finds it and realizes how much he's grown because the jacket no longer fits him. Charlton Heston enters the frame <laughs> as Moses and he goes to part instead of the red sea, this very wide ocean and he wants to 
get to it, but he realizes that he's very cold and he needs his big jacket. <laughs> so he gets his big jacket and he puts all 15 and then he drops five of them, all 10 commandments now. <laughs> And puts the two tablets left in his very big jacket and then parts the wide ocean instead of the Red Sea. It's a retcon on the Bible. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, So this game is about a camping trip. (laughs) Perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, If I remember, it's been so long since I played this. I think it came out in like February or something. Um, But if I remember right, it is a man um, and his wife, his niece and his niece's friend who may or may not be her boyfriend, um, and they go on this camping trip together. Um, and it's just a bunch of, uh, there's not really a whole lot of actual gameplay to it. It's just a lot of dialogue and scenes with the various combinations of them. Um, but I think, and it's really short, it's like an hour, an hour long, mm. um, but it does do dialogue extremely well. And you get to know those characters really quickly and you get attached to them really quickly. Um, and you hear about their stories and why they're there and, what what their motivations are and what their hopes and dreams are that sort of thing it's really cool uh, I would I would recommend it if you don't mind um, there not being a lot of game in your game <laughs> can you compare this to something really quickly can I compare this to something is this um, like a tell not a telltale game but um a don't nod yeah, game in kind a way, of or? kind of yeah like a smaller scoped don't don't nod game would be a good yeah like if it was life is strange but like on a budget of a tenth of life is strange. I think uh, we can go ahead and cut my maybe one of my favorite games of all time, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Whoa! Um, because Whoa. it's uh, it's not going to make uh, our list when it comes down to the recently rega- released games of the year. We just had a discussion about this. Maybe we sandwich. Maybe we make a Mortal Kombat sandwich with Kingdom Hearts bread. Here, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Um, All right. Did you tell me I got to kick mine out here? Is that what you're me? <laughs> no, we just we talked about how um, where where we want to leastwise play the kind of games we want to play, and also have respect for the new releases at the same time. And I. It, we don't have to do this, Logan. Um, oh, we don't I'll have do to it. boot Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but I will say that MK11 is slowly climbing my list, and it's pretty high on my all-time list. Um, mm. I, I talked about this a little bit last last week. Um, there are new things that happened, and the newest, most biggest, drastic, not... I think it is an improvement for MK11 fans, but the variation change in the competitive scene um, now... Uh, Logan knows this, Caleb, you may not, but there were two variations, and what those are are move sets. Yeah. So yeah. loadouts. Okay. Whatever you want, whatever term that helps you understand. And those uh, just now in the competitive scene um, went from being presets for each character to customizable. And so you have now the entire move set at your disposal instead of just a few per variation. Mm. And so now you're picking. From a list of nine moves, you're now picking three instead Mm -hmm. of just three that are set to a particular variation. And what has happened is is that this has now opened up new combos and new strategies. This does this mean this does not mean that you can use moves from other characters. No, no. So So you're picking like three. There's like three fighting styles. Okay, okay. And but you can't use. You're not like playing as you know. 
my God, I'm just completely blank Scorpion. on all of the characters. <laughs> so you can't all of a sudden have an ice ball as Scorpion. Okay, yes, yeah. that was my so question. There was, so there was typically like three, there'd be three fighting styles. Each five fighting style had three move sets or three int- intricate moves attached to it. Um, the, uh, what, that, what, what would happen is, is then like, yeah, there might be one great move that you loved in the Shaolin move set that in the, I don't know, I'm just making up a Kung Pao. I don't know. That's a chicken, but in the move set <laughs> delicious, I know, uh, that you could never access if you did that. So now you can pick like two from one and one from the other or one out of each that, and it, that does open up a lot more combinations and make it more interesting. I, I, I will say what I've been playing in Aftermath, and I really enjoyed MK11 last year too. Um, I, I like it. I think that they've done a really nice job with it, and they've done a good job of also keeping a good balance between keeping the people who play it for story and play it for like I and just like oh hey I just want to mess around playing versus the computer, playing versus my friends locally, keeping that stuff a good balance between that and then the ultra competitive scene uh, because those are two completely different worlds. And if casual player wants to hop in the ultra competitive scene, they're never going to keep up. Yep. And there is a, there's a place for both of them in that world and a game that in, in a world of ongoing games, that it's kind of hard to do that with, especially fighting games. I mean, you look at like street fighter now, if you couldn't even begin to jump into that, it's, the two other things that I want to say briefly, and I don't want to take too much time because I know I talk about it literally every week, and I'm sorry. Um, the the variation change is big because it has now switched around tiers of character. So the community has S tier, A tier, B tier. They have tiers of what a character's capabilities are, and now all those characters have moved around because of the variation changes. And the other thing I want to say is in, in post-COVID world, the competitive scene, the paid scene, the professional scene has come back in a big way because the net code is literally the best fighting game net code that's ever been available. Yeah. They, we talked about, you explained this to me a little bit, Caleb, cause I didn't understand it, but like offline tournaments weren't taken seriously. And right now the MK 11 net code, although there are bandwidth limitations and distant limitation when you're playing someone across the world, right? Which is why they do it regionally. Mm. But, the net code allows them to have a respectable, like irrefutable champion Yeah, because it doesn't break. So that's, that's the other big thing I wanted to say. And they deserve a yeah. lot of credit for doing that, which is probably why it is still now a year and a half later or whatever. It is still the most relevant fighting game because the net code is so good mm-hmm. and people can play it. Right. Unlike street fighter right. and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that, you know, when we when we talked about does this game deserve to be on our list of 41 or not, um, I think we, at least for me, the thing that swayed me was uh, it absolutely does because the content that came out in 2020 contributed to that game. The Like you were talking about the tier lists. And at that time, before the, the moveset swap, um, some of the DLC characters were at the top of that tier list, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that if that means that you know the DLC is impacting the game that much, then yes, absolutely it belongs. A character here. released in March of 2020, the Joker was the world champion character yeah. Yeah. before everybody had to yeah. go home. Right. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Thank you guys for letting yeah. me talk yeah. about. Yeah. It. Yeah. No problem. All right. Uh, I I don't expect any feedback from this, <laughs> but I will just I don't know. 
going a little soliloquy about Kingdom Hearts Remind DLC. So before you do, I just wanted to say, Uh when Jason said Mortal Kombat is the meat in the Kingdom Hearts sandwich, okay, so for me, I, I don't know why, but like visually... You know, when I think of like Disney and Kingdom Hearts, uh-huh. what what food would that represent? Like, what food would represent that? And the first thing that popped into my mind was a marshmallow. I don't know why. Like Disney and marshmallow for some sure. reason went um, together, and then yeah. for Mortal Kombat, it was just like a bloody steak. So now in my head, I have this bloody steak between two giant marshmallows, and I am just like completely like thrown off by. I that. don't think that would be that bad. <laughs> Logan would at least want to try it. I would try I can it. Yeah. I can guarantee you would try it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Kingdom Hearts Remind DLC, uh, I that that had legs. Um, and what I mean by that, it wasn't just like a DLC that was like, okay, here's 45 minutes of content and it's over. There was about three and a half hours of story content in there, maybe four. Uh, and then there were what they called data battles after that. Uh, the data battles were you fought, um, you went into what was essentially a giant arena battle where you fought against Organization 13, all 13 members, and what was possibly some of the hardest boss fights that I've ever done in Kingdom Hearts. Which is something that Kingdom Hearts struggled struggled with, at least mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. the whole series wide is um, coming up with interesting fights. It's either They were either way too easy mm-hmm. or... Uh, impossibly hard until you grinded it out and then it became way too yeah, easy. And these so, were, so I was full level 99, yeah. had the ultimate weapon and it was still hard. Um, and this is, you know, playing on normal difficulty. Like these were not, I'm not trying to do this on proud mode or anything else. It was, these were hard. And the payoff ultimately of that is that you get the secret ending and find out what's going to happen in the next game, which is, that they are basically doing a full Tetsuya Nomura uh, had Final Fantasy Versus 13 canceled on him. All of the characters from Versus 13 are now in this new world that Sora is now locked in. So now we are kind of going to be moving away a little bit from the Disney world and now going back to that square world, which I'm getting a thumbs up from Jason (laughs) across the way. Yeah. The entire new setting for this is a neon city. He's stuck in this world full of like, everybody looks like final fantasy characters and there's the main character's name is Yozora. Like it's, it's completely different. And like, I don't know what that means moving forward, but <laughs> maybe Jason's a little happier yeah. about what that means. At but. this point for me, the weirder they get, the better it goes. It, I mean, it so. is full on. Like it's like, it is Disney anime and yeah. I don't know what else to say that, yeah. that, that it is because it's, Bat shit crazy it's, from a story standpoint. It's almost standpoint. like Disney fanfic come to life. It is. <laughs> it's, it, it really is. And it's, I wish they could take it a little bit farther. Like, I want Winnie the Pooh to just have like a straight up knife and just start fucking Right, Winnie up. the Pooh like, with, with, a, with a bandana and a, and a machine gun yeah, just like, like mowing just, dudes down. Yes, I need that. Like, <laughs> He's got a dart hanging out of his mouth lit all the time. Mickey, Mickey just always has like a cigarette hanging from his lip. Like, just... <sighs> he's just like I, I'm happy with where it is, but I, I mean, obviously, I would, it would be great if they would go dark. Disney would never allow that, but the stuff that they did with Remind, with even with the story part on top of that, was they they brought it back to you played the last Keyblade Graveyard section as all of the characters, so you got to play as Riku, you got to play as Kyrie, you got to play as as Aqua and Ventus, and I ever all of the characters, you got to see their part of that, and then. Ultimately, you got to play as Kyrie, 
which was kind of like the big thing for that game, which That's they've cool. never done. Yep. Um, so, you know, while each of those were maybe 10 minutes a piece, it was cool to be able to do that. And so, uh, yeah, I, I had a, going back and looking at that as I was putting together game of the year stuff, it was like, yeah, I really had a good time with this. Like, so yeah, I'm glad we were at least able to make it eligible, but I'd like we said it should not probably make a our group collective top. 10. I think though, just to be clear about where we were mm. going, if for mm. some reason all three of us felt the, that way, or if you guys both were like oh, right. yeah, MK11 yeah, yeah. mm. wonks, then I think that's the thing that I wanted to avoid going into yeah, the future. Yeah, for some agreed. reason, if we all feel some mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A certain way about a game and it's not technically mm-hmm. a 2020 release or DLC and has bleeded into another mm-hmm. year, at least wise we're now covered mm-hmm. to play what we want and also be able to qualify it if for some reason like oh man all of us love this yeah it may mm. wind up on our list like, yeah. i'm okay with that yeah and it's a possibility it's over the past you know 10 years things have blurred the lines so much more it used to be i mean we used to be able to say this is a uh, a downloadable game versus a retail game and like that that's completely blurred now yeah. like so well, there's pre, there's you know like less than version 1.0 even now yep. i mean yep. early access yep. i mean some of the stuff is so i think we're doing the right thing by opening it up so yep. yeah so that okay. we don't miss anything right. so um, ahead. i will i'm done with my kingdom hearts <laughs> i moved murder by numbers down um that game is cool if you like picross um okay i what's what's do you guys know what the actual name of picross is uh, Picross 3D? No, because Picross, <laughs> Picross is actually the Nintendo branded version. I don't know what the actual puzzle name is, but um, that game, it, it kind of plays like uh, Phoenix Wright, where you're you're solving mysteries by collecting evidence and interviewing people. Um, but when you collect evidence, you have to do a Picross puzzle to, to reveal it, uh, which is a cool concept. Um, but by the end of that game, you're just like, I don't want to do any more Picross. I just want to see the end of the story. <laughs> so uh, I got a little bit tired of that. And the story doesn't really, uh, it's fine, it, but it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't hold it um, all the way through. So that can that can come off the list. I think it's a, just a, a super unique concept, though. So I at least wanted to mention it here because um, I like it when games take swings like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason. Immortals Phoenix Rising should probably go. I don't want to leave that yet. Really? Okay. No, I want to leave that for now. I've actually been playing more of that really? recently. Okay. Uh, I, I would I would make a case for that right now to mm. stay. The plot thickens. I would rather take off... Um, I can take off a couple more, actually. I can take off Death Come True. Um, that game is basically a slightly worse version of Bandersnatch. <laughs> uh... It's cool, and again, I like it. Like I said, I like it when games take swings, but this one doesn't completely um, go. Um, also, I think, uh, man, yeah, it's it's not going to make it onto our list, so I'm going to cut XCOM Chimera Squad, even though I really liked that game. Um, I, it, it is a little janky, or at least it was when I played it. It might be fixed by now. Um, but it's it is a really cool uh, tactics game, um, but 
you guys don't generally play tactics games, so it's not going to hang with the rest of the stuff on this list. Speaking of tactics, what about Gears Tactics? Yeah, that can go too. I actually like XCOM better than Gears Tactics. Oh, So really? if you're okay. okay with cutting Gears Tactics... I, I like it. I just didn't have time. Yeah. Pick and choose, right? And Fell in love with other things. Gears Tactics has... They have about probably 10 hours worth of content in there, and they stretch it out to 20. So at the end of that game, it's really grindy and really repetitive. Okay, maybe not then. I hope to revisit that, but maybe I won't. Yeah. Knowing that. I think I see another game that all three of us don't really like. What's that? Do we want to... Is it one that like all three of us played? Yes. Oh, uh, it's one one that all three of us finished, I think. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Is it Avengers? No. Oh. It's higher on the list. What, What do you mean higher? It's alphabetically oh. higher on the list. Uh, is it Call of Duty? Come on, yeah, God, Call let's of get Duty. rid of Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah, I'm perfectly yeah. fine getting rid yeah, of Call of Duty. Yeah, there we go. I think I That's was, my nomination. I was willing get to rid of that. It. I was trying to go through and kind of maybe get rid of some of the ones that maybe we all didn't play yet. Uh, yeah, but thing. we have a consensus on I that I think game. we have a consensus that that game stinks. Um, it is the worst Call of Duty story that I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I am prepared to make that statement. I think <laughs> I agree. I, I can't think of a worse Call and of Duty story. And I've played all of them back to modern think, warfare. I mean, Ghost is right there, but I actually I didn't mind Ghost. I I didn't. It was it was stupid. But Adler playing a scarred up Robert Redford. Redford. Yeah. yeah. I this one. Let's just yeah. We, let, we talked about that enough. Uh, yeah, I don't think we need to hit on that anymore. Well, um, can we can we also get rid of Avengers while we're doing that? Not yet. No. Okay. It's gonna come, but not yet. Okay. I feel like things need to fall in an order. Um, it's got some kind of agenda. Yeah, here. he does. What We're gonna about, get some bargaining so with this okay. Immortals thing out of nowhere. All right, I'm all upside down. Caleb, what do you think about Dota Underlords coming off the list at this point? I I, I A lot 20, of games on those. Twenty nineteen Dota Underlords was great. Twenty twenty Dota Underlords was just okay. I, I, or or ooh. Or like a Jason and I say, what about Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope? Oh, yeah, that can go. Yeah, let's just call that one then. Okay, okay. Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope. That game is um, another, it is the probably the worst of those. It's yeah. another entry in that in Until that Dawn, <laughs> Man of Badon. But it's the worst of those. That's the back of the box quote. Another entry. It was just okay. Yeah, I don't, I think you might like it less than I do. I think it's, I think it's okay. It, no, it was, yeah, I'm, a, I'm aware with you. It's, it's, it's okay. Like it was a it was a C game. Yeah. yeah. And C games got to go. C game. Not even a B no. game. Yeah. No, it's got to go. Yeah, it's yeah. a C game. All right, I feel better about that. Um All right. Uh this is getting hard. I I would rather I see one on here that I think we all agree that isn't good Well, before too. you do that, I since Logan brought up Dota Underlords, mm-hmm. um I'm going to in in Stepping in to take the bullet for that is going to be Paper Mario. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> I would rather keep Underlords on this list than Paper Mario. I think that game's great. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think the it could have used some sort of level up system or some sort of progression just just to keep things fresh the whole way through. Can can I retract but, my Dota Underlords? But I'll I'll. Uh... I'll let you continue. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, I was done anyway. Okay. Um, um, I, I think w- it's great, but yeah. it, it could have been better. So I like Underlords better than that. Agreed. Um, what about Carrion in, instead? 
Yeah, we could get rid of that. Um, okay. Can I just can I tell you guys the ending of Carrie? Yes, because yeah, <laughs> I don't think okay. we'll ever play it yeah. Yeah. at this point. Yeah. So uh, you know how you pick up you pick up abilities as you go through. Yeah. Um, and the whole time you're trying to escape the lab, basically, is the, mm. that's basically the only story in the game. So the last ability that you pick up lets you inhabit the body of one of the scientists. So you use it to like. Um, uh, get into a, a locked room. Like if you go through a pipe, you can inhabit mm-hmm. the body and uh, then like flip a switch to open a door or whatever. But you're literally just the scientist moving around and like jumping. And so yeah. at the end of the game, you do that one last time. You open the door to the vault or whatever that yeah. you were, you were, and you literally walk out past lines and lines of these dudes with giant guns and they don't, they think you're a scientist, so they just let you walk past. You get on a helicopter and you leave. That's pretty good. I'm like, okay, this is cool because now, like, I love it when stories do that, where it's like, okay, there's there's definitely potential for a part two of this story, but we're not going to tell you what it is. You fill in the blanks yourself. Or, I or, love or at the same time, it's perfectly fine being that it ended. It yep. is what it is. Yep. Like, yep. I don't need a carry on two, but I love in my head picturing what the story of a carry on two might be, you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, <laughs> Jason, you got anything or you want me to throw something else out there? We're down to 22 games, by the way. You go ahead, Logan. Let's, uh, let's try to, can we get it down to 20 and then uh, break for lunch? I think that's, that, that's what I would yeah. like to do too. So, um, um, uh, I, you're, are you, I see plenty. I see plenty too. I'm just trying to decide where to pick my spot here. Are you pretty high on Tell Me Why still? I think that's where it needs to okay. go next. I think um, Tell Me Why needs to go. That is the best of Since Life is Strange 1, um, but also a few steps below Life is Strange 1. Life is Strange 1 was a an excellent game, um, but everything since then that Don't Not has done has been pretty flat. Tell Me Why it was pretty darn good, but still nowhere close to um, that, that that it should even be considered in a top 10. But still a good game, good story. If you ever have time, I would if I, I would still recommend someone playing it. What about uh, Doom Eternal? It's not that bad. We're talking about... <laughs> it's not my favorite, it, but it's not that bad. But it, we're, we're getting like into Doom the perspective Eternal, of but yeah. where we're going to need yeah. to... I, we're looking at what could potentially be on our top 10 list and arguments to be made. And the gut check for that game is that the three of us like it, but I don't think it's going to make our top 10 based on yeah. our discussions I on think our podcast. This yeah. is where the... If, you, if we did the math on everybody, I think this is where um, maybe Doom Eternal would be way higher than it deserves to be <laughs> because I think That's we fair. all like that game, but none of us are passionate about it. So There's I would too many other games on this yeah, list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, yeah, that's where I, I just, I hated cutting it before something like, Maneater. Yeah. If we if we like, all give it an eight, and like you know, you're gonna be way lower on Maneater than me. Right. But like and I, I don't have Maneater. Man-eater yeah. Either. So like that's where I look at Maneater, and I'm like, really, it's not Maneater's not better than doom eternal no I don't wanna, no even i'll admit that it's yeah, not right. better but i like it more <laughs> okay yeah that's fine <laughs> i don't want to go down the um the path of doing this very much but i do want to take since we're looking at the end of this list i do want to take two games and kind of compare them okay mm-hmm. man eater mm-hmm. and streets of rage 4 and if you had to pick one to go man who eater. would it be 
I mean, if you're just asking for a gut reaction, it's well, me yeah, I mean, it'd be series of rage because I didn't, I didn't really play. So, are we in a tiebreak so. situation here? Yeah. Do they just both fall off? Well, that's actually, I think that is fruitful if we want to eulogize both of them. Man, there are a lot of other things I'd rather cut than man eater before we do either of these. To be honest, well, I don't know how you guys I, feel about Streets of Rage, I guess, but I, I like, look at Streets of Rage and see a good game that I really enjoyed playing, but I don't see a collective top ten out of Streets of Rage. No. How does it make it onto our top 10 list? And I don't see a path for that game. I don't see a path for that game either to make a top 10. And I don't also, I also don't see a path for main eater to make a top 10 unless Jason, you feel differently about that than I didn't. Yeah. But can we keep it on symbolically for a little bit? (laughs) I think that it depends. Here's the argument, Logan, is that Caleb really likes man eater. And do we really like streets rage four? Streets rage four was a good time. I'm glad I played it. Me too. So like, this is just say goodbye. It's, it's, I mean, it, yeah, let's, let's we get the passion projects in yes. right now. That's fine. And so, I, I'm not saying it's going to make our top 10, but like it's, it's a hard cut and I'd rather delay that as minute, much as possible. Um, that was, so streets of rage four, I think made our top 20. It did. It, it was did. In the, it, it was, was in the 20, 20. Okay. but right, we while, we were, 20, while we were in sorry. the groove, I didn't want to. <laughs> that got my, sorry, that got, right. the, the, the rose got me. I apologize. Okay, is is there anything else on this list here that looks obvious that it needs to come off? See, this is where the passion, the passion project stuff is in trouble, but I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say this rather than, yeah, you, but you get, someone mentioned Avengers. Logan said, no, we mentioned man eater. Caleb said, no, so I'm not going to go after either. Well, I mentioned Immortals. Caleb said no. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm looking at here is Cyberpunk. I, before we even get to the I, meat of this year. I, I am 100% in favor of taking Cyberpunk off this list. I am as well. I, that was easy. I yeah. think I think let's let's revisit that one next game of the year. It's kind of my thought. I don't okay even know if I that. want to say anything else about it at this point because we've, we've waxed and waned about this thing. Has it been relisted on the PlayStation Store yet? Not that I I'm aware of. So. so technically, it will, re- it will release in 2021. <laughs> okay, we're it is now it is now a 2021 game. Gravy on that shit salad. Okay, all right. I feel good about that. There's. Go ahead. One You're in a safe place. Other pl- uh, one other game. You're in the trust uh-huh. tree, the tree of trust. Actually, there's two other games that I think don't belong one on this list. Is not like the other. But I'm nervous to say them. Go ahead. If you don't, if you're nervous to say them, then someone else probably feels well, passionate enough that they want to keep it on. I no, I'm just curious to hear okay. why you wanted Avengers to stay. I like that story a lot. You do? Okay, I do. I think that story is very well done. I think the gameplay around it sucks, but I like the story around it. Okay. That's that's all I need for now. Um, but also, the other one that I don't think really belongs, at least in my opinion, and Jason, this might be a you thing, is Assassin's Creed. No. Get rid of it. Really? Okay. Yeah. I oh, mean, wow. I, li- I, like, okay. I like that game enough, but I haven't played enough of it. I didn't, I didn't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole, but it I It is such a safe bet. <laughs> it's, it's like... <laughs> I can't like it's like you go into the the ice cream store with a million different flavors and you ask for vanilla. It's just like I like vanilla. Take a bigger I swing. Cake Come on, frosting over there. <laughs> Which must be why I like Assassin's Creed. I, 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 I think that's just the thing for me. Is like it's just it, it's so average. 
<laughs> it looks really nice. Yeah. It looks nice, yeah. It does. I'd like to watch Eivor eat some ice cream. And if, if you're the type of person that wants like to sit down in front of your TV and veg out for three hours every night before bed, then that game is absolutely for you. But if you're looking for if you're looking for things that spark enthusiasm to engage with. Yeah. This is yeah. Good. I'm okay. okay. I'm okay, okay with that. I think everything else on this list, let me take one more look. But I really like this separation because I think there's a clear distinction between the stuff at the top of this list right now and the stuff at the bottom. Yes, yeah, so we are at 17 games. I feel good about that. Yeah. As I think we can get I think we can easily cut that down to 10. I feel or I think we can get that cut down pretty easy. I feel good about it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just list through? Okay, so we're going to run through this list here as soon as I figure out what's up with the cocaine that is on my table over here. Seriously, it, there's like Coke on this table. It is <laughs> shimmery. It is it is white powder. <laughs> Jason, what have you done? Last time we used it, the three of us were together. I don't remember that very Jason well. Jason hasn't actually slept in three days because he's been <laughs> cramming video games. His, <laughs> his nostrils are all flared right now. Okay, uh, all right. We're going to go through alphabetically. Astro's Playroom, Bug Snacks, Demon Souls, Dota Underlords, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Maneater, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Marvel's Avengers, NBA 2K21, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Resident Evil 3, Spiritfarer, The Last of Us 2, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Those are the games that we consider contenders for game of the year. It is Marvel's Spider-Man, right? I'm, I'm Mar- going to fix Marvel's that. Marvel's right? Spider-Man, yes, right, cool. that's true. Fix okay. That. All right, we are going to break for lunch. You will see nothing, but maybe a tiny little music break here. Okay. Okay. Oh, we, we, we you got do. music? Oh wait, I usually use the like the nice soft one that like Alright, we'll have the real one. Alright. Alright, we'll be back in just a second. And we are back. I felt like there was something we were going to do. Oh, that's right, because I need to reintroduce everybody now that we're back, because yeah, yeah. I am Logan. Caleb is across the way. <laughs> you are Logan back-to-back chicken. Back-to-back chicken. <laughs> back-to-back chicken nights. I had chicken sando nights. Jason, $16 mayo. <laughs> that's right. I bought $16 mayo. It's delicious. Mm. Caleb, I got an, and Caleb is Mountain Dew Zero oh, Major God. Melon. I'm, Major major melon zero sugar dew. It literally says zero sugar dew on it. <laughs> Can you imagine if? Do you guys ever watch this week on Xbox? No, I watch it occasionally. Major Nelson does like a. It's long too, like twelve minute segments. And can you imagine if? Hi, I'm Major Nelson, and this is brought to you by Major Melon. <laughs> you know, when I first saw this, I thought it was Major Nelson. I I was like, why are they making a Mountain Dew about the Xbox PR guy? And I was like, oh no, it's Major Melon, and uh, this stuff is pretty good. I yeah, give, give yeah. Credit. I right. can endorse all of the stuff that we had, or the all stuff that I had. The Mountain Dew Melon, the 
Sonic chicken slider and the Sonic chili. What was it? Chili, chili cheese, cheese wrap? Cheese wrap, yeah. Ch- Fritos chili cheese Fritos wrap. Fritos chili cheese wrap. Yeah, that was... I can endorse uh, all three of those things. I can endorse all three of those, too. That was one of the better food, new food things that we've done. Yeah, yeah. The commercial for the chicken slinger, it's clear who they're targeting because it's a southern guy and his family in the car. In the end of it, it's Sonic Chicken Slinger. <laughs> there's like an A in there where the where the I should be. Slinger. Slangers. Slinger. All right, well... We're not here to talk about chicken, are we? Maybe we are. I don't know. We're always here to talk about best fried chicken, chicken of the year. I don't know if I would rather. There comes a point in this day which I enjoyed every year very much, but there comes a point in the day where I get very sad because one of us, all of us, have to say goodbye to games that we love, yeah. mm-hmm. and we're about to do that. I think this is the roughest part of our day. Cutting it, it to ten, yeah, because mm-hmm. the ordering mm-hmm. the ordering the top ten has been. Depending upon the year, but it's been not as contentious for sure for us historically. I think there's been more agreement on the top of the mm. list, but everybody has individual things that they love, mm. and usually there's a game or two of ours mm. that doesn't make it on right. the top ten. Especially you, gamer yeah. man, gamer man Caleb. Yeah. Well, so I think we're gonna start to say goodbye. If we need to start to say goodbye, I think we need to say goodbye to Marvel's Avengers. I okay. S- Take it away, Logan. Okay. Uh, Bake it away, toys. I think we hit on this. We hit on this earlier um, when we talked about this. You know, when we all played it. But this game suffered from trying to fit all of the superheroes into a round hole uh, that it could not fit into. Iron Man does not live in the same world that Captain America Wait, lives in. From just. I just moved Miles Morales down instead. That oh, was a huge no, no, mistake. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah. So, sure, fine. <laughs> I think they told a good story utilizing Ms. Marvel as a as, as a character or an unknown character to many, uh, and told a very good story around that. But ultimately, the gameplay fell flat, and whatever they're trying to do from this game, from an ongoing game front, uh, is a complete and utter failure. Yeah. Well uh-huh. said. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. See <laughs> so, ya. Yeah. All right. Down to 16. It's Caleb's turn. It's definitely not my turn. It's Caleb's turn. <laughs> it's Caleb's turn. It's definitely not my turn. Yeah. Um, all right. So, okay. So, this might be contentious. All right, I'm getting to it. I'm getting all to right. it. You want to you throw something out there? I want to throw something under the bus here real quick and see if you guys are driving or not. <laughs> Okay. Uh, how do you guys feel about Resident Evil 3? Not yet. I think I see other things on this list I'd rather see go first. Okay. Such as? I have a hard time keeping NBA 2K21 on this list. Get rid of it. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that game. I, I think too. it's great. Mm-hmm. I love it too. I think it's great, but I also have a hard time with a sports game making a top 10 game of the year. Yeah, it's it, if if it ever had a chance, it's right now. But you and I have to make the mature decision. I, th- I would say maybe next year. If there's a way that they can really lean into, because I mean, they, they made two games this year. They made a next gen version and a regular gen version. If they if they're able to put a lot of effort into a next gen version with you know and getting everybody's proper you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Did they really get it? I mean, they did a good job of capturing everybody. 
and or getting someone who can mimic everyone to do proper mocap, but that stuff's pretty good. That stuff's pretty good. And if they can do more of that next year and maybe find a way to the story mode stuff this year is not bad. I will say that. But if they if they truly put something in there that was more novel, I, they could really do something. But I mean, as as this game is, this game, it's not doing anything different than it's done before other than be a next gen powerhouse that can now handle more unique things than its predecessors. It won't make the visual splash next year that it did this year. So that's yeah. the... That's why that's kind of why I'm I'm thinking this would be its best shot, but I also understand if there's if there's a ton of improvements maybe. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh there are 3 games here that I am glad made it to this point. <laughs> <laughs> and in a highly unprecedented move, I will take everyone's turn all at once here and take a bullet on 3 games oh. at once. I oh my. Think. Um, okay, I'm interested in what those are. Uh, unless anybody has objections, of course. Okay, yeah. Uh, but that would be Immortals, um, Dota, Underlords, and Demon Souls can all leave this list. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you would like to eulogize those, go ahead. Um, so I'm I'm not far enough in Immortals to make a complete decision, but I'm probably seven or eight hours now. Um and it's really good. <laughs> like it's it's just really fun to play. It's not gonna blow you away with a story, and it doesn't do anything like super unique. But it blends together like Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed um, so well, and I'm I'm having a blast with it. Um, I'm definitely going to keep playing that game. Uh, but I, I didn't get to it during the year, so maybe next year I'll feel different. Maybe <laughs> next year it'll uh, <laughs> fit better on this list but i uh i played it for about two hours and i i i didn't enjoy what i played but that maybe could be because i haven't seen enough of it so i'm willing to to say that i definitely don't hate it and honestly you know i think the i think the god dialogue in there is actually kind of entertaining in my opinion it's hit or miss there okay. there are funny parts and there are other parts that are a little cringy um okay yeah what about um you and i both played Logan tried Demon's Souls, not for you. I like it more than Logan does. I don't like it as much as you do, Kayla, because I'm not as good at it, frankly. I'm not as practiced in those games. That game is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's a looker. That I, I think I said it before, but I think in terms of the, the time frame um, that we're in, I think that's the most impressed that I've ever been with graphics on a video game. Like, if you take a, a game in the time it was released... I think this is the most impressed I've ever been with any game. It's it looks so good. Um, the I think the reason why I don't think it can stand this list is it doesn't really do a whole lot different from the original game. They really didn't they didn't rebalance anything or change much. They just kind of put it out again. Not um, the purpose of this project. Exactly. It seems like yeah. choice yes, made there. Exactly. Which whether that's the right choice or not, they either. were very successful in what they were doing, but it doesn't necessarily uh, hold up next to these other games that are innovating, you know, especially from that developer. Yeah. Like that developer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then Underlords, I think, I think Logan hit the nail on the head there where 
I think last year's version of the game was probably better than this year's version of the game. Yeah. And it's been months now since it's been patched at all. Yeah, and so, the funny thing is they actually put more of a game behind it, but I liked the previous version. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, early access version. I still play that game almost daily. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I Every time I'm watching TV or something, I'll just play a game of that. Yeah, I guess it is it. an easy and, thing to throw on. Uh, so, I have a mobile game I play daily, too. And, yep. But I don't consider it a game of the year contender, I guess, anymore. So Yep. Okay. Oh, we lost a couple couple guys there. Oh. Yeah, but I'm not particularly upset about any of those. Um, okay. I think the list as we have it right now, though, with the exception of the game I brought up, which is Resident Evil, I think I'm going to have a hard time cutting any of these things. <laughs> okay, so, you're, so we're, what we're down to now, we do have Astro's Playroom, Bug Snacks, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Maneater, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Resident Evil 3, Spirit Fair, The Last of Us 2, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I would feel more comfortable taking off Resident Evil 3 now than I did before. Um, and to be clear, this is the part where we're cutting good games. We are. <laughs> well, we, I think we've been cutting good game. We Yeah. Yeah, we... Or at least we cut something at least somebody liked. Yep. You know, I wouldn't say they're always good, but... I think Resident Evil 3, <clears throat> if if this would have been released before the Resident Evil 2 remake, I think it would have been received a lot better. Um, but holding it up to the standard that the two remakes set, I think is... Um, it really amplifies the negative parts about this game. Which I think is really interesting because I know you like three more than two. I like Logan. three. I did like three more than Logan. two. Like the originals um, or the remakes? No, the remakes. Oh, okay. I like. I thought three was better than two. I'm not sure why. Um, I just, it felt like maybe the package was put together better. Um, but yeah, it just... I, I preferred three over two. Um, I'm more mainstream with you, Caleb. I think, that, I think that two is incredible and I think three is good. But look at this list. Yeah, well, that's kind of where I am too. It's I, I I'm having a hard. The only thing that I would, I mean, granted, taste different things here and there, but I that I would take off before this of this list would be Maneater. Not happening, right, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> we all agree okay. on Resident well, Evil. Okay, so yeah. I'm looking at this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I? I think we're in agreement here. We take off Resident Evil. That's fine. Yeah, that gets even, us to even if you're yeah, because even if you're saying that it beats out Maneaters, that's still in what twelfth place, oh, right? Eleventh place, which doesn't make the list, right? So it's yeah. not going to make the list either way. Yeah, either way, yeah, nothing. It doesn't. Make so the let's list. take that off, and then I'm going to take a look at this list to see how I feel about Maneater okay. in comparison to everything else. Yeah, if you want, we need to this, cut. We need just we just need to cut one more, right? We just need to cut one more to get down to ten. And I'm comfortable with everything on here. The only the thing I would remove would be Maneater. Jason, I don't know where you sit of things that are on this list that you would take off first. Bug snacks. That's the only other thing besides Maneater. And I'm comfortable with that as well. Um, if you guys want to take that off, I, you know, I'm okay. Help me out real quick. Mm. I didn't. I don't. Um, it's not fair to say I don't like. Uh, I I played an hour and a half of Bug Snacks, and I don't really think it's for me. I kind of earmarked that time for Astro instead, which mm-hmm. I'm very glad I made that choice. Because mm-hmm, yeah. um, I don't know why I played Bug Snacks first, um, but 
I think we need to have the conversation of how much you like Maneater, Caleb, mm-hmm. versus how much we collectively like Bug Snacks, mm-hmm. which really isn't me at all. No. It's how much you two collectively like Bug Snacks versus Caleb's passion for Maneater yeah. and how we land on 10 games. So I'm going to say I. Yeah, I, I enjoy I Bug Snacks. I actively disliked Maneater. Okay. Which kind of means that, Caleb, it's your decision, unfortunately, in a way. So, but uh, when you say you enjoyed Bug Snacks, does that mean that, uh, how, like, I'm not on super what passionate level? about it. Okay. I'm not super passionate about it. I enjoyed my time with it. I, I mean, I've got some nitpicky things about it, I, like, that I've talked about, but. You finished it, right? I finished okay. it. Okay. Um, Can we tell Jason the ending? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You tell him the ending. So it turns out the bug snacks are actually parasites. What? Oh, no. Yeah. And huh. this whole time you're trying to find, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Something stupid. Some sure. explorer. That, yeah. yeah. Um, Got it. Um, and you finally find her, and it turns out that she's been assimilated by the bug snacks and is holding them at bay so that they don't take over. And she's essentially a giant bug snack <laughs> yeah. now. Like, she's just all bug snack. <laughs> so, the game ends with you trying to save her, and then you have to escape the island um, as the bug snacks are trying to hunt you down. Yeah. Um, and, you reap what you sow kind of thing. And then right. it ends with them in the ship landing on the mainland or whatever, and then one bug snack runs off the ship onto the mainland. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's pretty great. It's, it's pretty great at the end. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's... Oh. I think that was cool. I think the... The ways that you had to catch the bug snacks, I think they were fun. Um, ultimately, for the most, for the most part, there were, were some really some annoying, annoying ones. ones. The, the you know the, I thought some of the people's background stories were good, and some of them were very bleh. Um, it just there were parts of it that were a little clunky within the game itself. I did enjoy every time I caught one when they would say their name into the little out of the speaker of the controller. That was funny. Yeah. It's about Strabble. Yeah. Yeah. Bunker, 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 bunker. So I guess if I'm looking at this from a game that's like, I'm going to remember this game more. And while it may not be, I may not be super passionate about it. I appreciate what it did and the goofiness that they of things that they did with it and the story that they told with it. It just ultimately like in a year full of pretty darn good games, like uh, it still beats out Maneater for me, but I, I can understand why some, why, but I, I enjoyed that game a lot. So we've talked about it a lot this year already, but Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I think is kind of impossible for me to do is separate a game from the time you played a game. Um, mm. So with with Maneater for me, um, so we're obviously you know we're in the pandemic. Mm. Um, this game came out in May. Um, this was right around the time when things were actually starting to shut down. Um, this was also just at the almost the exact same time as my birthday. Mm. So it was it went from like you know in April and March April where we're all talking about oh you know we'll be we'll be at home for two weeks and then we'll be back at work. And we extended that out to Easter and I'm thinking, okay, well, well, you know, I'll get together with my family for Easter. Everything will be fine by then. Didn't happen. (laughs) We extended out. And then I'm thinking, okay, well maybe by by the time my birthday comes around, we'll be able to get together. Didn't happen. 
So not only like, am I stuck at home, uh, but you know, I'm we're missing all these events. I'm pretty bummed out about that. Maneater comes along, and it just I took a I took a chance on it because I didn't really know much about it. But I was like, you know what, I got to do something this weekend besides sit here and refresh the news. So I picked it up, and it just made that entire weekend just evaporate because I really needed it at that time. Something mindless to go into and collect everything in there. Uh, and then just put me in a better headspace. So it's not necessarily that I think that Maneater is a fantastic 10 out of 10 game. It's just it came out at the exact perfect time for me. So it's hard for me to separate those two things in, in my mind, if that makes sense. I get that. And so I guess me playing at a different time and then I guess thinking about bug snacks. I mean, uh yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like this is just a debate between me and you about which one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it yeah. Bucksnacks and or Maneater? I, I, I like Maneater better than Bucksnacks, but that's mm. not worth much because I play both of them for less than three hours. Yeah. I, I guess uh, the thing is, like, <laughs> I would be a little, like, not even that much, but I would be a little upset to see Maneater cut. Would you be at all upset to see Bugsnacks cut? would go hmm. okay <laughs> i think maybe that's our answer then is that we we take bug snacks off okay that's fair and then is man eater our number 10 game yeah i okay. mean <laughs> absolutely okay that i i will concede my time <laughs> <laughs> do you yield the floor i yield my floor <laughs> bug snacks you are all right good for you okay so we got a top 10 then that was easy that Logan, was, what are our top ten games? That was that way was easier. Too easy. Yeah, it <laughs> was a little. Did we was forget something. Or? You know, the problem is, is we talked too much throughout the year. I think, and I think this we, year especially, and I did. think this year we determined it yeah. was very top heavy and in games. So I think that's also something. Uh, our top ten games of the year in no order. Well, okay, Man Eaters in order, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Astros Playroom, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Spiritfarer, The Last of Us 2, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. And followed by Man Eater. Sorry, <laughs> Man Eater, Man Eater at, at number 10. So those are your top nine games. All right, and I think we're done here then. You just want to leave this? It. Just send it? All right, Astros Playroom is <laughs> your game of the year. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, like, um, some of these maybe are in their appropriate spots, but some are probably not. Okay, well, I'm going to... Uh, make the executive decision to move Astro's Playroom down. Not a ton, but just a little bit here. Um, maybe like halfway, just for now, to kind of sort things. So I currently put it at the four position. It can go up or down, but I think I don't think it stays at one. So <laughs> um, I'm also going to, while I'm doing this kind of thing, move Last of Us up to the top uh, because I think um, some. it's going to be... I'm just... I'm just putting things in roughly the categories where they belong. Is there any, anything else that you think, like if we tear out this stuff needs to move up or down? Hmm. So you're, so you're talking like a top half versus bottom half thing. Kind of. Yeah. Hmm. I think I'm okay with how some of that fell. I've got maybe one I would swap, but that's a personal thing versus I think what you two would have it as. 
So I, I feel comfortable with the tiers if we're looking at what's what, what are in slots currently two through six versus seven through 11 there. We talked about uh, Maneater quite a bit because Caleb mm. has spent um, a ton of time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure our recording is still recording. It is, in fact. Yep. Okay. Good, good. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I am the far. I'm the farthest into Yakuza out of the three of us for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, by yeah. by a lot. By a lot. Uh-huh. I've played it for about forty four hours. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and we haven't talked about Yakuza a lot throughout the year because we all came to it late. Mm-hmm. Um, as heard on podcasts before, but I adore that game. Mm-hmm. Um, just for example, we were talking about dipping sauces <laughs> while we were eating lunch. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a conversation that the characters had. Uh, one of the characters goes, hey, you know the dipping sauces they give you? And Ichiban's like, yeah, what about them? Because Ichiban's is just a lovable idiot. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, that's the rarest and most expensive part of the meal. Oh, no way. Is that why they only give you one? Yeah. Well, what's in there? All sorts of special stuff. Rare stuff. Really? Wow. And then everyone else chimes in like, no, you idiot. He's messing with you. <laughs> they have a bunch of them in the back. He's like, well, I could ask for more then. Yeah, it's fine. They're not rare. They're not special. <laughs> well, why would you mess with me like that? Sorry. My bad. Just thought it was funny. And then there's a pause. And then one of the other characters goes, oh, I I believed him too. <laughs> <laughs> and that just happened today. And it's that stuff, the way the characters joke with one another, interact with one another, and how um, Troy Baker's performance lifts Ichiban up mm-hmm. in this very believable yeah. way. Uh, that keeps me coming back to that game. But also, there is the peripheral Yakuza stuff that is new to me. Baseball. I guess there's baseball on Yakuza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mini games. Dragon Kart. Uh, there is a game where you start a confectionery, where you run a cookie company and you become, if you want to, you can become very lucrative and help your in-game currency quite a bit. But also, you top to the you you go to the top of the stock exchange is the mini game. So you hire, you fire, you onboard, you train, like you acquire properties, you do sort, like it's a business management sim and it is, I've spent probably like six hours in there. This is the kind of stuff that I, I never thought I'd do in a game again, thought that I would make time for, but this game is really like got its hooks in me. Yeah. Um, the reason why I chose now to talk about it is because you just talked about how much you love Maneater. I think that, it depends on the choice you guys make, but I I have definitely gotten what I put into Yakuza. The enjoyment that game has given me back for the investment time has been just right. Perfect. And I'm glad I chose that over like an AC Valhalla because mm-hmm. I've played that game before. Yeah. Talk about safe bets. I've played those Assassin's Creed games before, but I haven't played anything quite like, like a dragon. And I haven't mm-hmm. laughed this much playing a game and I can't remember how long. There's tons of levity, levity to it. And maybe since Persona, I haven't felt like the warm and fuzzies mm-hmm. that I feel about this game. Having said that, um, it probably should be number nine because you guys haven't played it nearly as much as I have. And that's just, that's okay. That's just the way it is. Yeah. But I, I'm happy that it's on the list. I would potentially like to see it higher. 
And I think if all of us had played at the same amount, it would be very high. But that's not the situation we're in. And that's why I think it should go at nine, in my opinion. And I'm grateful that it is on the top 10. Yeah, I think it definitely deserves to be in our top 10. I, I, I wish it was grabbing me more than it is at this point. Um, because the the stuff that I like about Yakuza is I really like, but the it's just the the slog of cutscene after cutscene that's it, really yeah. uh, it's just putting me in in a in a bad like headspace every time I try to play it. If yeah, if they would cut about a third out of some of it, I think I'd be in a better spot with it. I like when I get when I get to have fun with Yakuza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just takes too long to get there. Yep, that is my biggest complaint with it but what is there and when like you said when it hits it hits it's very good at that but boy is there a lot of filler (laughs) and i don't know if the filler is needed between all of that it's like you know it's like i I don't know where you would cut i guess if i'm the editor of that game i don't know where i start to cut um because there obviously is a lot of building of characters and everything else in there but it is just a like oh Gosh, like here we go again. I think the reason that the silly stuff hits so hard is because it's up against that serious stuff. So if yeah. you start to cut mm-hmm. the serious stuff, I think you're also cutting some of the impact that the silly well, stuff yeah, makes. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, so, and I wouldn't say cut the like, serious. Yeah. I just said I, I'm just thinking that like I'm just like, that's does what I'm every conversation need to be as long as they are? It's like, impossible it like, to like to, I say. If like you were yeah. to cut maybe a third of some of the conversation down, like. I think you could still have the impact. Or if it would just had, you know, mm-hmm. something in the first few hours that was like a, you know, a, there is kind of a mini dungeon, I guess, in the beginning, but it's not much of anything. Yeah, I've gone and through that. It's a, like, it's a preview of what the dungeons yeah. would look like. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you're not going to die in there the right. way you are in a real dungeon or take the risks that you're going to take going into a dungeon to farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I hope you guys continue to play that. Yeah, it's very I good. really I'm want going to. to. I need to send yours back to Gamefly and ultimately get my own version of it. I think that's a good decision. And the only reason I will say that is because I think what helped me reconcile mm-hmm. what some of the some of the complaints, which are totally valid. I don't want to try to discredit that. But what helped me is when I sit down and play Yakuza, I realize in the grand scheme of things, I'm not going to accomplish much. Like getting closer to the end of it. Mm-hmm. This is right now for me a lifestyle game. It is the thing I come to every day for about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back to it tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. And eventually I'll chip away at it. But I don't, especially now where we make this sprint towards the end of the year and we play a lot of stuff. Yeah. This is not that game for me. This is not a bingeable I will, game. I will do <laughs> it as long as it takes. Do, yeah. Yeah, I, as long as it takes. I think if this came out in the summer and I would have had more time, to give it to it. I mean, this might be one of those where it's like, okay, revisionist history. This might, this may not be yeah. number nine. This might be number four. I mean, I, I don't know, but that could be, I, I obviously it's going to be very high on your list. Um, but I could see that happening with this be, just f- for me as well. I, I think, I think I will end up liking this game. I don't mm-hmm. know if I will end up finishing it, but I think I will end up liking it more than where I'm at today. It's really fun. I, I was willing to I was willing to move this to put this higher on the list, but I don't know where. I don't and that's the thing is I'm not sure I'm not the rest of these are all bangers. So yeah, it yeah. depends on where, where you guys land on the rest of them. But I'm willing to have Yakuza at nine. <laughs> I, I was thinking it was gonna fall like eight or seven, but if it falls at nine, that's perfectly fine too. 
Is there any game on this list besides Maneater that either of you didn't particularly like? For me, it would have been Ghost of Tsushima and not, not because it's a bad game. Yeah. It's just, it's, it goes, it's, it's Assassin's Creed in ancient China or Japan. I mean, that's, and I've just, I've played that game before and I'm done with it. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it is a, it isn't generic open world game. Uh, but I think it does the generic open world game better than any other generic open world game. <laughs> that's that's a fair um, assessment too. Uh, but th- that said, it's currently sitting at number three, so it needs to move down from there. Okay. Um, I love that game as well as you, Caleb, but are you okay with it being that far down on the list? Um, there's not... I'm not saying it should be a number eight. Oh, I just moved it. Yeah. Temporarily. I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying um, if you, you asked the, what games are you not thrilled about? And that was, yeah, for me, that's the only one. Just a little bit here. Uh, I, yeah, I'm okay with seeing it on the bottom half of the list, to be honest. Um, because like you said, there's, there's not a whole lot to cut. Here. There's Let, not a whole lot to. There's nothing to cut. Let's yeah. talk about the. Let's around. talk about the bottom five here then, just and see where if we feel like a game should go up or go down. Ghost of Tsushima, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Spiritfarer, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Maneater. Where should Ori land in this bottom five? I think if it were up to me, um, uh, we would swap out Astro and Spider Man for Ori and Spiritfarer. You'd like to move Ori and Spiritfarer higher? Is I would like to move Ori and Spiritfarer to the top five and move Astro and Spider-Man to the bottom five. Hmm. Jason, what are you thinking on this? I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. You're okay with it? Yeah, that's but that's because these are... Um, for you, Logan, and I'm making mm. assumptions here, but I assume you like Ori quite a bit, and I know you like Spider-Man quite a bit. So it kind of depends on where you feel about those games individually. I am definitely okay with... That looks... As far as 4 through 10, that looks okay to me. I would maybe argue to see Ori go down a little bit, but... I'm I'm not I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay. Uh, well, so at I least would maybe s- at least switch with Spirit Fair. Yeah, what if we did that? Move Spirit Fair higher. Yeah, what if we did that? If you guys are comfortable with that, I I would pref- I I would have thrown my more uh, Spider-Man higher, but higher than Ori? Yes. But if you guys want to leave it there, do you want to go higher than Astro? Just swap those two. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I think that looks pretty good to me. I'm liking where this is going. (laughs) This is too easy, guys. Somebody say something contentious. Okay. um, I hate Last of Us. No, (laughs) I would honestly, for me, Astro is higher than than Ori and Spiritfarer. Astro is for me. That freaking shocks me. Uh, that game that I wow. love Astro. It it okay. is Yeah, make your case for it. That I'm game to hear this. That that game is just a a Sony love story uh, for me. I mean, that is 
and I'm I wouldn't I've never thought that I was you know I wouldn't consider myself a Sony fanboy or Microsoft fanboy. If anything, I probably have always fallen into more of the Xbox camp. But I have owned all you know every Sony thing that there is out there. Um, I've got a PSP. I've got you know you know that kind of stuff. I, I don't have a whatever that was after that the Vita. But I mean it the was, Vita. That game was just so, f- it was just fun to play. There's just something about like a, a general platformer that actually, like they took all the quirks of the controller and they made them functional in a way that was very entertaining to play and and not just forced in like a, like, oh yeah, hey, look, we have this functionality in the controller. Just check out this little thing you can do with it and shoehorn it in. Like it actually made sense with everything that they did in that game and all the little just nuanced stuff with the little Astrobot guys pulling up little Sony history stuff like that stuff. It was fun to do. And it was with the time trials that you can go back and you can actually like jump in and see, Hey, Oh yeah. Like, ah, oh, yeah. Jason, man, he beat me by that one by like a half a second. Yeah, and yeah. you can, and the, the fact that you can jump in and out of that stuff so fast by clicking the, the dashboard button and you can just see that, Oh, Hey, a friend beat you on this. That stuff's cool. Like that, that really showed off what you can do with the PS5 and how there's the stuff that's in there. And I don't know, just Astro was just a cute little mascot. I would actually like them to do more with Astro, like moving forward. I mean, Sony doesn't really have a mascot, but maybe they have one here. And I mean, this could be a nice little jumping off point for Sony to say like, hey, we've kind of got our little Mario. So how high up would you want to put it? I would throw it as high as five. Uh, after Spirit Fair, yeah. So that would so because Spirit Fair right now is four. I don't know where you guys there, are. There, these these four games in particular: Spirit Fair, Astro, Ori, and Miles Morales. I, they they, they could go in any order for I, me. I agree. I think they're all very interchangeable. I would. I would just put. Yeah. The, for me, Astro would. Be I think. A bit I think we got our tier. I, our tier list is set here, right? I think uh, like a bottom three. Bo- yeah, middle, we got the bottom three, a middle tier, and then the yep. top three. Yep. Where um, are we at on Ori versus Spider Man? Ori, unbelievable. Would vote Ori over spider-man or he's so good oh my god it's so good the story's great it mm-hmm. looks great it plays great i mean you worry hit me like a ton of bricks I, mean, you, I just you, did not see it coming when you you texted me you were like if something happens to that owl <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <"Dude>. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> don't you touch him don't you do he did yeah i was just like i was like okay well i i didn't realize it hit you as hard as it did um i i like that game a lot i, I mean i just bought a physical copy of it because i like it um but again i think you know there's a lot of uh, just where we're looking at of our numbers four through eight here they're very interchangeable it's almost i'd give them all like a tie if i can <laughs> right and tied for fourth place like tied for fourth place or spirit fair astros play remori in the will of the and marvel's i'm okay universe. with this order because spider-man is a very 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 good 1.5 because it's not a true blue sequel, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but damn, it's good. Yeah, it refines an existing game to me to a new mm. level, and I like Miles Morales way more than I like Spider Man. Now, Spider Man mm. was on my top ten, 
Was that two years ago now? Or was it was it last year? Was it 2019 game? No, it was 2018. 2018. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is I I was okay with that game, but its quality is undeniable to the point where it had to be in my top ten. But I like this one almost double compared to the original. Mm. I really like this one. Having said that, Ori's so good, and I'm okay with Logan's Astro argument. Like it should be celebrated. That's a pack in game that is so. It's mm. so much more than a pack in game. Yeah, I mean they they, they kind of treated it like a not like like a throwaway, but it's not even like it's advertised. I'm okay with Astro being the king of the middle tier. You want to move Astro above Spirit Fair? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Sorry. If we're if we are including, <laughs> sorry, I, I had my middle tier confused. My middle tier started at five. Excuse oh, okay. Me. Um, as far as interchangeability, I do think Spirit Fair does something that is more special than the other three games, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I can't argue with that. Spirit Fair is very unique. It's gorgeous. It's very heartfelt. The story is good. I think it's a little long. Spirit Fair is a little long. Yeah, I yeah. didn't feel that way, but I can understand why you would feel that way. Mm. I, I just I I can't remember like here. I want since we're talking about Spirit mm. Fair, I have specific notes on Spirit Fair. Oh, okay, wanna, yeah, ooh, notes <laughs> that I want that I want to share here real quick if I can. This will be the essay reading portion uh, of the you, podcast. Did, uh, <laughs> while we're talking about that, did you do the last person, the the optional person? No, I did not. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not. Not that I'm down on it a little bit or at all. I didn't hate was, him as much as you did. But I hated him. I'm gonna um, quickly because I, I forgot that I had notes, but now that I'm looking at them, these are small. Mm. Um, but I don't want to ruin Yakuza. But I have like this long list from Yakuza <laughs> that I don't want to ruin for you guys. Mm. Um, but one thing that's really hilarious is you're running through the city once again, and one of the characters, one of your teammates, starts screaming. And you run because they're not in your group anymore and you think that they're in trouble. Like screaming to have and you turn into an alley and they're like, I had a bug in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) It's just stupid stuff like that. That like I I don't know why, but that I made a note along with other things. I had a bug in my ear. Also, when you guys get summons, each one calls people on the cell phone. And they fall from the sky. That's and it's awesome. So it's he's like, oh, I'm gonna call a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he calls them, and then this this adult wearing a diaper and these crabs fall from the sky, and this this guy who you thought was a sex worker who just wants to turn around and help you beat people up. Like it's so good. It's so good. There's just things about that game that I can't wait for you guys to see. Um. Since we put Ghost of Shishima at the bottom of the list, Caleb, I think that final battle with Lord of Shumara is very good. Since mm, we're in yeah. spoiler cast mm-hmm. territory mm-hmm. here. I think the final there that game is very good on like scene setting and aesthetic. Yep. And for being so straightforward, that's a fairly dramatic end of that tale. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the back half of that story is is extremely good and it's a shame that people don't see it because the front half of the story is not that great. <laughs> That's it for my bottom half of the list. I have notes on Spirit Fair. Do you guys have anything about Spirit Fair that sticks out to you? I would like to hear your notes first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I one of these is really hard. Um, so let's uh, split this up. The fuck, fuck and haggy egg joke, Stanley. Yeah. Um. What is? Oh, sorry. Fucking A. Isn't that what his mom is saying? Is yeah. that what he's saying? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. He he 
he thinks that it's an egg, you know, but his mom is really saying fucking A. <laughs> but he's he's it's spelled in the game F A K I N H A G E. And so when you read it, it's like fucking Aggie, fucking Aggie, fucking Aggie. And then you realize it's his mom swearing at him. I never caught that. That's, yeah, fu- yeah, fucking Aggie. Yeah, like that's. But it's her just saying fucking A, Stanley, <laughs> fucking A, Stanley. That's but it's how he spells it and says it. And he's saying it oh, wrong. Okay. So, but and you're reading it. So the clever part of that is no vocal actor ever says fucking A. Yeah. Then, then there's no voice acting. Then you eventually he says something like it's really obvious that oh his mom's swearing at him. And one of the hard things about Stanley is that his parents didn't like him very much. And that's really hard to hear. Um. Annie's departure is really sad because she's got Alzheimer's. Um, Daffodil is here. So what's the deer's name? Uh, Stella? Stella? No, no Stella, Stella is no, your name. Yeah. The deer is the very first one. Yeah, um, it's... Um, not Astrid. Um, is it? Astrid. It's Astrid. No, it is Astrid. Yeah, it's Astrid. Astrid. Yeah. yeah, Astrid says to your cat, Daffodil. Oh. At the beginning of the game, it does a really good job of setting the tone. Oh, Daffodil's here. We'll get a lint roller. It's just that 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 kind of stuff about about Spirit Fair is really good. Um, the reason why Annie's departure hit me hard is because uh, I've had family that has had Alzheimer's and yep. it's hard. Um, and so she doesn't she doesn't know who Stella is, right? And that's like Are you that's, Annie or Alice. I think. It, oh, am I saying the character's name wrong? It's the it's the, the, like the older, pig, isn't that right? Annie? No, that's Alice. No. Alice is like the older like gerbil kind of. Yeah, person. she has Alzheimer's. Alice. Yeah, sorry. No, um. And so she's having a conversation with you and she thinks you're someone you're not. But mm-hmm. Stella is still like, because Stella is compassionate, like seeing her to the end. And yeah. it doesn't matter if she doesn't, you know, Stella doesn't care because you can say anything to Stella. Um, and then the other thing was when you send Stanley through the door, yeah. he's a child. And that is rough. It is. Mm. Yeah. I, I, a video game to I'm fairly cynical and for a game to hit me that hard I was because he's scared it's hard mm. yeah um Gwen is actually the name of the deer Astrid was the name of the oh the lion. lion oh right okay yeah, sorry I pulled it up because I was, I was like wait a minute yeah you're right Giovanni yeah. was the male lion who was the player um and Astrid's the- husband or fiance or what's was, their relationship were, it seemed like they were they, kind of back they were on and off again on and off yeah. again relationship because giovanni couldn't help but cheat yep and astrid couldn't help but she she's kept coming back to him she loved him even though he could never be faithful and you and had the option at one yeah. point to to tell to tell astrid if giovanni was meeting up with somebody else or not that was, is that a choice yeah it is a choice. it's the only like real choice real choice in the game what is there the but there's no outcome there's no there, departure differences are there? there yeah really yeah it's i think i i think i ratted him out i ratted him out too yeah she she gives you different dialogue as she leaves mm-hmm. depending on which one you do yeah so i mean yeah, ultimately everybody goes but it's the the dialogue tree that you get after you leave. and giovanni's dialogue too yeah. changes mm-hmm. because he he repents after he gets caught and realizes that he is like a true scoundrel right like he realizes what he had with astrid and he screwed up and um but yeah that's i don't yeah i yeah. Out, of, out of all those moments yeah when when you take a child who's scared mm. and asking for their parents that is rough dude that mm. is rough 
So that's the, I think that's maybe if we were doing moment of the year, like we have in the past, I would be, I, I would be a very difficult obstacle to block if we came <laughs> to that. Cause I, I was a mess. No, oh my God. Was, I was a mess. Yeah. That was, uh, I mean, each one of these characters had their own thing. I mean, there were, there were some that were obviously much harder and, but that's, that was the point of life, you know, was, yeah. I think that was the point of this game was that, Hey, there are people who are more difficult to let go. Um, <laughs> and some you're like, God, get off my mind. Yeah. Go away. I mean, like Bruce I mean, and Mickey had to go. The, like they were terrible. Why are they so mean? <laughs> the Excalibat from from Yakuza is. Ah, uh, <laughs> dude. Yes, yes. I didn't. That, that. <laughs> no, can we do number two? <laughs> I, I, yeah, when he when you get that weapon, it's pretty. Mm. That's pretty great. And to be fair, Caleb, that game is. I know I've talked about it a lot, but that game is full of moments like that. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited for you guys. I think, yeah, I think it. you definitely are playing it the correct way. And that's the, that's what I need to try to force myself to do is play an hour or two here and there and not my normal, like, I'm going to binge five hours of this game tonight, you know? Mm. Yeah. Or just accept, like, just accept it. Yeah. Lay back and yeah. let Yakuza, yeah. Yakuza, in my opinion. So one thing that I am surprised as I look at our list, is everybody done with Spirit Fair? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I made notes. I, I, I think so, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgive me for that. Um. I'm looking at this list, and if we have Spirit Fair at number four, mm-hmm. the next game on this list is Hades, and I am a little surprised that Caleb hasn't this... wanted to go down. I want it to go down. I don't. I thought that was going to be a, <laughs> a block, a giant, you know, wall in my way of moving that down. We're Jason, what are you thinking about? Since Spirit Fair is at four, would you like to see Spirit Fair go above Hades? No. Okay, J- Caleb, would you like to see Spirit Fair go above Hades? Yeah, but I'm not gonna. Okay. You? I'm good with Logan? where it's at. How are, are there games I'm, that you want to see go higher, Caleb, based on your feelings? I, about Hades? I mean, this is this is just I, I know I'm the outlier on Hades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I, if they were for me, you know, Hades would be in that bottom tier on this list. Like, it'd but, be like a eight, nine, ten. Yeah. But um, I, I completely understand why it's where it is. OK. Um, right here. So I'm I'm OK with it because this is not my personal list. So. That's, I guess that's where I was like, okay, if it has reached a block of, because I don't it, think it can move up. I would be very. That's, I don't want that's where I up. would protest is trying to move Hades up. Jason, do you want to move it up? <laughs> I think it's perfect where it is. I'm yes, I agree with Logan, mm. but I also wanted to make sure we weren't doing something terribly dirty in Caleb's mm. opinion because that, he doesn't like it as much as we do. Yeah. Did you happen to check out the endings at all? So yes, so I okay. watched. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to YouTube and I watched the first probably five of the endings mm-hmm. and I was so like I understand like it goes places and it gets good um, but watching that I'm and sure not watching playing it. it is so tedious I couldn't do it okay I'm like I cannot watch any more of this because it's it's just it's text after text after text I yeah can't, that's I true can't and it's it. like four minutes long yep. of each thing yep. yeah mm-hmm. so I just went uh, to a text based site that recapped the ending oh, okay. and read sure instead. yeah read it like a book yeah. or something yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I, I, I will say the, the ultimate ending mm-hmm. where, uh, we're spoiler free right, right. at this point yeah, yeah let I him think, fly yeah <laughs> um, we can I, 
the ultimate ending, if I understand it correctly, mm-hmm. is it's just they all live happily ever after together in hell. Yeah. Which is incredible. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think the, the, you know, over, I guess it's probably started in the 90s where everything had to have a twist ending or everything had to have a dark, tragic turn at the end. Mm-hmm. And for this to just not do that is awesome. <laughs> right. That was kind of like, wait a minute. Like, it was kind of like all of a sudden Persephone was like, well, what do you mean? Like, he still has pictures of me in his room. Like, what <laughs> yeah <laughs> like all of a sudden it turned into like this weird like soap opera like in the last three endings <laughs> that's a good point you know, yes it is a little soap opera like um the and they give you a decent reason kind of like carry on but in a different way they give you a good reason like zagreus we need you to do exactly what you've been doing because otherwise it's going to be um obvious to zeus what has happened mm, okay and they're worried about the other gods reaction to Persephone coming back, even though that's, that's before the ultimate quote unquote ending where they just live happily ever after they give Zagreus a good reason to continue to causing ransack because mm-hmm. they don't want it to be obvious. They don't confuse they, the gods. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you all of so, a sudden are motivated differently, then, then you would stop trying to leave and we want you to continue to do that. Do you still fight Hades every time yeah. then? Okay. Yeah. So he's playing the part. Right. Yeah. He's, okay. And like right. they have like they have a dumb conversation about like, oh, you're here again, <laughs> huh? Like and it's so sarcastic. Because I wanted to make sure I was like, okay, now that I've done the tenth run, I was like, I have to do an eleventh run to see what is different about it. And yeah, the gods all treat you the same and everything else. Haiti or um oh, I can't remember his name. Blah. The main guy is Zagreus. Zagreus. Yeah. I had a brain fart. Um like he'll throw like after a after a um a god will give you a boon. He'll like make a little quip about like, eh, fooled you, didn't I? Like just something okay. like that. And it will. And then, yeah, they get to that, that end. And like that first time you fight Hades, it was afterwards. It was just kind of like, he's like, you know, don't hurt me too much this time. But make it look like you're, you're still trying. Like, There's like a sportsmanship angle to it. That's awesome. Hello, boy. Not yeah. quite God of War, boy, but right. you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to, to me, the, the, the story and the, the characters and everything, uh, I love. I think that's the, for me, that's the strongest part of the game. It was the playing the game that didn't resonate with me as much as it did for you guys. Yeah, and I loved playing it. I had such a good time learning how to master all that stuff. It's and just and a mental block for me on roguelikes. I just uh, I, I, I can't I, get I, over the hurdle in my there head. There are some roguelikes that does that for me too, so this was one that connected with me. Do you think that you've reached a point of saturation that Logan and I haven't with roguelikes? And maybe that's why? Not really, because I don't think I've don't played play a, a ton. Unless, I mean, there are some, but the ones that I have liked are the ones that are easy. <laughs> like FTL on easy mode or um, Void Bastards. Like th- Those are not hard games to finish. So. We like Dead Cells more than he does, yeah. now that I think about it. Yeah. You you liked it more than I did. I think, yeah. that, now that I think about it, if if Hades would have had a quote-unquote easy mode, I think I think this would be... I think it would have been this high on my personal list. It kind of does, but that, that was only... But you got to work for it. Yeah, and the only reason that it was able to help me was because I had already done the work. Yep. And so, oh, it was like, then all of a sudden I'm clearing. Yeah. You know, like regularly after God mode. But I had to do one legitimate clear and I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> Shame on me, bad gamer. I didn't no, it's know. it's all right. Hey, I mean, you don't know until you know. So Hades is number three. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm fine with so that. So that leaves yeah. us with two games left between a one and a two, and that is Final Fantasy VII Remake and The Last of Us Part Two. Do we just want to talk about each of these games and then have a... And let's start with Final Fantasy VII Remake just because alphabetically that's where it falls and then we go from here? Sure. Okay. Who would like to begin? So, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes. Uh, you know, I've said it on this pod, on our podcast probably dozens of times, mm-hmm. but Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game of all time. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. I don't know. <laughs> Heard about that. <laughs> And when they first announced that there was a remake, my I know a lot of people were excited for the possibility, and my initial reaction was, oh no, they're going to ruin my favorite game of all time. Yeah. My second favorite game of all time, but yeah. yes, I thought, uh-oh. And they, especially given Square's recent track record, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 did not connect with me much at all, and Final Fantasy 15 didn't do much for me either. Like their their recent games have been big swings and misses for me personally. Me too. So, it, to, for them to come out and and do this game justice is a small miracle, in my opinion. <laughs> I cannot believe that they pulled this thing off. Um, they, they got the music right. They got the characters right. They rearranged the story in the way that makes it more coherent, which is, I mean, that's not hard because the original game story isn't not very coherent, <laughs> but they, I, th- I just, I, I, I just, I'm in shock that they're able, they were able to do this and I cannot wait for part two. Cause I want to, I want to see some more of these characters and, and how they incorporate them into combat because the way that they took a turn-based RPG where all of the characters basically had the same abilities and turned that on, turned that on, that on its head to make every character unique and useful, I think is, is incredible. And I, I want to see them do that with the remaining characters and I want to see the end of this story. Um, I'm really looking forward to the next part. And I think that this, this game really sets it up nicely. Caleb, you and I both have a lot of history with that game, and I can't have said it better myself. Mm. I'm blown away that it's as good as it is, let alone decent. Mm-hmm. Like I, I this has had trouble written all over it, and it's really faithful where it needs to be faithful. It takes liberties where it needs to take liberties. It looks incredible. I know, and that's it on a- sounds incredible. Yeah, I. I am very excited for what comes next, but I think like it's where it is right now on our list because it deserves that we take a breath and acknowledge, even though mm-hmm. it's part one, which is like 5% of the <laughs> yeah. overall story of Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII, this as it stands alone is a fantastic game, just on its own. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was what, 30 hours? Was, I mean, if you mainlined it, it was like 30 hours, right? Yeah. Of what you what, of what you said was originally, what, five hours of the game? If that, maybe three. If you know, if you've played it before, you know what you're doing. You're, you were flying through this part in two hours. <laughs> right. That's, I mean, that to me is incredible because I never played the original Final Fantasy VII. I would consider myself a Final Fantasy fan, but for whatever reason, I skipped I skipped the best the P- one. I skipped the <laughs> PS1 versions of that game. I mean, I, I, I was the best a, three. I was um, a Super no, Nintendo. No, that's not right. <laughs> and PS2 Final Fantasy guy. I mean, that's, I, that's where I ended up. Uh, so I, I, for me coming into this brand new and not really, I mean, only knowing the characters based on pop culture, uh, this was incredible. I mean, it was up and down. I mean, you, they've done a very good job of setting up who these people are. Like you said, I didn't even know 
that some of those characters were complete throwaway characters and they ended up being major characters. Yeah, Jesse is, has like yeah. a dozen lines in the original game. Right. And I cared about Jesse. Biggs and Wedge too. Yeah. Yeah. All of the, yeah, Jesse, Biggs and Wedge, like they were huge parts of this. And yeah, it makes you wonder like, are we going to have an entire generation of the PlayStation five where we still may not finish final fantasy seven? If they're doing it, doing it is going to be way. daunting. And yeah. I know we're, t- we're here to talk about the game as is, but looking forward, I'd, uh, Oh boy, here goes. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, mean, they, I guess there could be spots where like, all right, well, they're going to end up skipping certain parts of other things in the game or, or treat they or, better or, not skip gold saucer. Okay. <laughs> or well, I shouldn't say skipping it, but like, you know, maybe not getting the two hour to 30 yeah, hour treatment. Yeah. Like the, it might get the, the treatment that it received in the original game, but well, guys, we're just going to walk right by this coffin here. <laughs> we won't touch anything. <laughs> yeah. Everyone move on. Okay. Moving on. So the one thing that, that uh, speaking of that, um, that they did not do in this, this first one is uh, originally when you're going through Shinra Tower for the first time, you can find Kate Sith's ultimate weapon and Cloud just won't pick it up because he's like, I don't have no use for a megaphone right now. And he puts it back. They didn't do that in the remake. That, was, oh, that just that reminded been, me of that. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been good. Hmm. Who wants to talk about The Last of Us Part 2? That should probably be you. I'm guessing. I mean, we did an entire <laughs> podcast yeah, dedicated that's true. to The Last of Us 2. <laughs> I, that, that game is a narrative masterpiece, I think, mm-hmm. up and down. I mean, that, you know, say what you will about some of the gameplay of it. I still think it plays well, but um, there are parts of that game that, yeah, some of the gameplay isn't. It, isn't s tier but that story is yep that's for sure that's that's the struggle for me here with the one and two is one of these games i think does a fantastic job with the story and i think the other one does a fantastic job with the gameplay so like how do you reconcile that and they're both (laughs) to me they're both very they're very good at both yeah yeah I I i would even say the gameplay of last of us isn't bad no, I mean, it's, for, it's not like all. if I were to give it a letter grade, I might give it a B. And if I were to give the story in Final Fantasy seven remake, I might give it a B. I mean, I'm, so. I would go, I'm I would even say a plus on the, on the story for yep. last of us Two. a on the gameplay, a plus on the combat or on the gameplay of Final Fantasy and a on the yeah. story. Yeah. That's where I, so pretty much you know, I wouldn't even give it a B. Like I would, you know, that, that's, they're, they're, that's how high in regard I hold the story of The Last of Us 2 and how high I like the gameplay yep. of Final Fantasy 7. It, I, I don't know what else to say about that game. Because, I mean, the, the we, whole thing We was, did an entire podcast. Right, like we gave said. it its due. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I don't know if I can you know go back and relive that part of it, but I think we all know our feelings on... The Last of Us. Looking at my notes, I have a bunch of moments from Last of Us 2. Get off my train, shitbird. Oh, wait, that's what Jill said on Resident Evil 3. Sorry, forgive me. Um, also my, a great moment. That was my Resident Evil 3 note. Oh, uh, yeah. Get off my train, shitbird. Okay. Um, but we talked about those individually a lot. I think that that it's the quiet moments in The Last of Us 2 that really make it yep. where you're where you're you're observing something that you haven't quite seen before. And I'm all about that in games where we're pushing things forward and everyone is very unique. They're all complex. They're intertwined in a lot of ways. And that stuff should be bad. 
like in a video game, that much level of character development. History tells you it's bad. <laughs> it should that all of that sensitive material has train wreck written all over it, and yet somehow. I don't want to give Neil Druckmann all the credit, but like somehow he and the rest of their writing staff have done it. I, I don't know how they did it. I, it, it, this is like the GTA thing. Like you're poised to fail. And not only did you not fail, you pushed the industry forward. And that's where Caleb, if we're going to talk about these games together, I have a hard time not picking the one that has pushed us into new territory and one that has done something incredibly well. Like Final Fantasy VII almost has no sins, but it also didn't take the chances, I think, that The Last of Us 2 did, especially narratively. Yeah. And that's where I am at with these two games. They 50% of the market through The Last of Us, they took the villain and made them likable. Somewhat. I would. I mean, identifiable, maybe. Yeah. Identifiable, yeah. true, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's more identifiable. But you understood where they came from, and by the end of the game, you know, I was still on side Ellie, but I'm sure there were people who were on side Abby. Yep. You know, and and you had. I mean, you were not like you had a choice, but yeah, that yeah, that last part of that game, that's tough. <laughs> I also think that the. I do enjoy the un- uncompromising nature of that game. Post-apocalyptic has been done to death, mm-hmm. especially quote-unquote zombies. zombies. Post-apocalypse yeah. has been done to death. And somehow they've found a way to make all of the violence pretty much, pretty much not justified isn't the wrong word, but all, none, all of it makes sense in context. Yeah. These people are surviving by the skin of their teeth. Mm -hmm. You're barely getting out of each of your encounters, whether or not it's on easy mode or not or whatever. Mm -hmm. The way they position Abby and Ellie in these interactions is like, whew, oh my God, I wasn't going to get out of there barely without your help. Like they put Mm -hmm. them in the situations where it makes sense. And when you blow someone's head off and when it's very violent and when you watch someone's skull gets bashed in, I can understand why maybe early in the game someone thinks that especially from Abby's perspective, like that was literally overkill. Like that was an overkill that was over the top. Then you're put in Abby's shoes, like you said, Mm. and then you understand her pain. And it's like, I would have ripped him apart worse because of the pain that he caused you. And like, once again, this is a video game. None of that should have resonated. It should have fell flat. Because yeah. it doesn't ever work in video games. And a lot of video games, it does fall flat. And I mean, just even, I mean, the, the fact that like when you end up in a zombie encounter in any other game, they're not as intense as these because you have the equipment to, in most games, you're blowing away a hundred zombies at a time. This one is like, oh shit, there's a zombie in this room. What the hell am I going to do? I mean, so even the gameplay factors in that are just like, oh, now there's like two clickers in this room. Oh shit! <laughs> that yeah, that I'm glad that 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 that's how you feel about it because mm-hmm. that's the way that the game is intended. That's mm-hmm. not the way I feel about the combat. Um, I I don't particularly enjoy playing that game all that much. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's fine. It's just I was 
at the end of it, I was just putting everything down on the easiest difficulty because I just wanted to see the story. And I was like, I don't want That's to. That's fair. I've done that. I don't want to struggle through this anymore. It is a little long in that regard yeah, if you're not long, enjoying playing and it. I generally don't play stealthy in games. So creeping around and stabbing people in the back is not really my style of game either. Um, and so I, that's why, for me personally, I would put Final Fantasy up at number one. Um, is because I, I enjoyed playing it and I enjoyed the story quite a bit. But I, this is me nitpicking the hell out of Last of Us. <laughs> I'm not trying to say... <laughs> it's like I'm trying to find the negative know, parts I of know, the good game. Like it is a, but when you're trying to go, when you've got two excellent things, I mean, that's where you're going, okay, well, yep. which one has the most negatives that we can say one is justified over the other? Yeah. I, I completely get it. Um the, this, again, as as we've had in years past, this is a one A one B situation, I, in my I, opinion. I, I can't disagree with you. I I I know for me, I have a I have a one A and a one B, so the A does beat the B, but it's, it's fine. It just keeps going, by, to... but it's not by much. Yeah, that's for sure. Jason, is that the way you feel, or do you feel this is a one and a two? Jason, we've been talking a lot, a little bit, and I would like to zoom out, especially when we have some downtime this year to look at our personal lists. I think that'll be fun, like yeah. a fun little experiment. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know where these games are on my all-time rankings. I just know where they are in the perspective of 2020. That's true. But I'm trying to think about which game will last longer, stick with me longer. Mm. And it's back to the narrative leap that we've yep. taken in the industry. Yeah, I know I'm repeating myself, but that's where I keep coming back to. That's what makes them different to me. And I think if we, let's say 10 years down the line, we've got Final Fantasy Remake 7 Remake Part 5. The collective of Final Fantasy 7 Remake yeah. Part 5 might be the best, might be the most memorable. That's a good point. But I think for me, again, just like you said, for this year, The Last of Us is going to stick out more than this chunk of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I'm. A, let's just do it. Because, like I said, this is a to me, this is one A, one B. This is not one and two. If you don't, so, if you don't feel like that, that this is. Logan and I are clearly okay with Last of Us being yeah. our game of the year, but are you, as long as you, I want you to be heard. As yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. No, I feel like you guys made really good points. Like the, the Final Fantasy VII remakes an old game in a really compelling way, but Last of Us Part Two tells a story in a way that no other games ever told a story. So, That's how <laughs> I feel about it. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't say that this the, the seven remake thing, old game thing. I, I I'm not even considering that. For me, it's a new, brand new game. That's true. Um, yeah. And it's, and from what you said, you took a two hour, or th- two or three hour chunk of a game they, and blew it into thirty hours. That's that's not even close. They could have put a new coat of paint on the old game and shipped it, and it would have sold probably roughly just as well. And they didn't do that, right? And yeah, so yeah, like I said both things are excellent. I think the other one is. Last of Us is just a hair above, and like I said, in five years, will I say 
the Final Fantasy VII cinematic universe with all of their <laughs> yeah, games yeah. is its own thing. And then we all go, oh, yeah, like it's all, well, oh, part three was better than part one or, you know, like that'll, that's to, to be determined. Right. But, um, I, that's why I think for me that it's, it's Last of Us. It's just, it's a. Yeah. I'm, I like this list, guys. I think it looks good, too. I, yeah, I like this list. I'm, I'm good with it. Even parts of after we've had this discussion, after I've now created my top 10, I even am kind of like, well, maybe that should have moved to this spot. I don't That's know. That's all right. You've had the important discussion, which is ours. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and I, every single year that happens to me throughout the course of the year, I'm like thinking back and I'm like, mm. I remember this game a lot more than I remember this game. I need, I just should have changed those, but things change over time. So it, it's fine. Yeah. That's it, what I think will be interesting going into next year. If you guys want to look at our personal list, I think it'll be a little like a good therapy session because no, 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 Caleb, you talk about this game all the time. <laughs> it's no, it goes here. Yeah. Doesn't it go here? And then you can have the internal debate on whether or not yeah. it actually goes there. Should we sit and record ourselves watching our game of the year? Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We have uh, to pause no, no, Try that before and yeah, it didn't work, it didn't, right? It didn't yeah. work. Too much dead air. Yeah, yeah, too much dead air. All right. Okay. All right, let's recap right, our top I'll, 10 here. I'll, can I do it? Yeah, do go, it. go for it. Uh, at number 10, this is why I wanted to do it, so I could say officially at number 10, I got Maneater on our top 10 games of the year. Uh, number nine is Yakuza, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, number eight, these are all, they're one number off, which is really thrilling me. Number eight is Ghost of Tsushima. Number seven is My Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, number six is Ori and the Will of the Word I can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, number five is Astro's Playroom. Number four, Spirit Fair. Three, Hades. Two, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And number one, Game of the Year 2020, The Last of Us Part Two. Fantastic. Yeah, I like it. Good Congratulations, job, guys. everybody. We made a Game of the Year. Congratulations to The Last of Us Two. You'll be receiving your trophy in the mail shortly. Yes, along with all of their other trophies that they have. The the unlocky mastery. <laughs> okay. Mastery. I'm going to propose that we watch our individual game of the year videos, then we come back for the bonus session of the game of the channel, re-ranking of the top 10 games of the channel. Okay. Which yeah. we traditionally call going goatee overtime. Goatee overtime. Yeah, yeah. Overtime. So this is okay. the same segment, okay. right? So we would move into goatee overtime. But I'm going to say let's take a break from podcasting, watch our videos, and come back for goatee overtime. overtime. Okay. Stay okay. tuned for the podcast where we determine the best game in the history of the Master of Unlocking. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Goes back to 2016, if I remember right. Right. I think so. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be yeah. tough. Okay. All right. We'll s watch for that other podcast. It's been the Master of Unlocking Game of the Year. So long, 2020. Shit show Palooza. I said it backwards. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.